Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Fred Joyle online. Fred, how are you? Uh, I am just doing awesome today. That is awesome. It's always good to be awesome on every day, especially awesome days. So for people that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about your backstory, and then we're going to dive into the conversation about uh, your book and this new role that uh, you just started. So floor is yours. So I, I came up in the advertising world. That was my first real job once I found myself. And then I started a business uh, called 1-800-DENTIST with a friend of mine. And it turned into a, a very successful business that uh, we owned for about 25 years, uh, peaked out at around $50 million a year in revenue. It was, I mean, it was a terrific business that eventually uh, got disintermediated by Google as a business model, but we had a heck of a run. Uh, and then I did a bunch of business consulting and then got, got uh, serious about writing a book I've been meaning to write for a long time. And that's super bold. Uh, and, uh, uh, from underconfident to charismatic in 90 days is the subhead. And it, it teaches you how to cultivate the superpower of boldness. And then there's my new role as a CEO of a startup. So stuff's happening. I'm far from burnout. That's point. good. That's good. Yeah. Well, I, I find that if you're enjoying yourself, you, you know what you need to do in order to take care of yourself so you have the energy and you're rested and all of that and you sleep really good because you're having a good time and you get up and you jump out of bed and let's go to it so i I don't want to spend too much time on one in hundred dentist other than the fact that when you know your name came across as being on the show i thought okay this is awesome because number one that was before google and it was one of those things that at first people say, well, why don't I just look in the yellow pages? I can find a dentist, but yours was different. It wasn't a phone number and here's you know the address kind of thing. It was more detail. And it, it basically, it was like the original version of what you would find if you Googled an organization or looked at a website. And it, and it was just amazing. And I remember seeing the TV ads you know, when they were coming out and I thought, you know, this is great, especially for people, you know, that move around and then go, okay, I just relocated to Jacksonville and I don't know any dentists. I don't know anything about them. Don't know their rankings. Don't have any of this. And that service that you and your, your colleague created, you know, obviously was very successful because you generated some amazing revenue and it was a way for the dental community to get their name out because you, know, you look in the yellow pages, I guess we're, we're dating ourselves here for, for the youngins, the, the youngins, the phrase. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> you, you may, you may see them in some offices still as a monitor riser, but um, not as much as you used to. But uh, I, I remember my boss at a company I worked at years ago, he had three of them. It's like, well, you got to move to a bigger city so you can only use two of them. But anyway, you know, you see the names, there's you know no really way to stand out, but with 
1-800-DENTIST, it created that environment for those dental professionals to get their name out and grow their practice and, and all of that. Exactly. And, and, you know, we were Yelp before there was Yelp. We, we had dentists that we could comfortably recommend because we had sent dozens of people to them and sometimes eventually hundreds of them. Uh, and, and we had way more information than any other medium, way more than an ad would have. And we were, you know, we were using software to match people with the dentist that was near them, took their insurance if they had any special needs or, or needed certain hours. Uh, and they felt comfortable with the dentist that we had on because if we had a dentist that wasn't doing well, like didn't do great dentistry, people would call us. We had an 800 number. So they would call say, you know, this doctor's office, I don't know why he's on there. And if we would get two or three complaints about a doctor, we'd ease them off the program. Now that rarely happened because the doctors who needed us were not good marketers. They were good practitioners. And so, it's, you know, so their hand skills, their clinical skills, their chair side, that was all great. They just didn't know how to promote themselves. So we served a niche within the industry and it, it, it and, and with people who wanted to talk to somebody about a dentist before they talked to them. And, and that's what we figured out was our business model. And it, I mean, it, it went really well for a long time. And, and, you know, as you said, we, 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 we had to invent the business from scratch. There was no template. It wasn't like opening a restaurant. There was nothing that said, how do you create a referral service? So, uh, and we did it. We started with 30 grand. We did it. We bootstrapped it pretty much with a little family money and, uh, never didn't go for money for another 15 years after that. Well, it's an amazing story and, and congratulations again on the success. And yeah, that's a great segue into you, your book, because it, as you said, you know, many dentists are great clinicians. They're great at the work that they do, but I've worked in healthcare for a long time and they're great clinicians. But when it comes to business and marketing and promoting and being bold, uh, is, is something that is kind of reserved. They're a little concerned because they, they've put so much effort and energy into learning their trade that they're like, okay, well, how do I market it? And, you know, real quick story. I, I spoke at a conference a couple of weeks ago uh, for the wastewater and clean water industry. And they're running into some difficulties right now recruiting people because for years, they never promoted their industry. They didn't, they had generations of people working in the industry. And well, now that many of the baby boomer aged people are starting to retire, they're having some difficulty filling those roles like many industries are facing at the current moment. So they're like, we need to do a better job of promoting. We need to be able to say, why is it important to have you know, clean water, which I thought you, you, you have to market that. I didn't think that was the case, <laughs> but apparently you have to for people that work in the industry because they think, okay, clean water, but there's science and all kinds of different things to go into it. I know when I go to the dentist and they say, okay, rinse, I want clean water. That's kind of important, you know? <laughs> yeah, they can hand me the Listerine too and do the rinse, but usually, you know, they start off with the water, but they, they save the Listerine for, for later, but but yeah, so what you, you'd mentioned you know, that you've been you know wanting to do this book for a long time. So you know what you know what was the driving force for you to say okay now now it's time to get this book out there. 
you know, I had done a lecture with a, a group of high school students who were who were basically learning life skills. It was a special seminar, and there were several business people speaking at it, talking about you know what we had learned in life. And one of my messages was that boldness is a superpower. Is that when when you develop this ability? And I said, look, I started out incredibly shy. I had to teach myself to be bold, and I did it slowly and painfully. You can do it much more click quickly. And they said, great. How? <laughs> and so I said, well, okay, I gotta I gotta write the book. So I made a, a public commitment. Look, I will write. A book for you on on how to do this, and so uh, that's what happened during COVID. I sat down and I I knocked out the book and and you know had it edited and got it out. Um, and it's basically it's a systematic way to harness this great ability to be bold when it matters, so that you don't hesitate when it matters. You don't stack up the regrets in your life because that was what compelled me to change is I just was missing too many opportunities, uh, you know, relationships, promotions, fun, adventure. I, I was just hesitating just long enough for the window to close. And it started to make me angry. And I said, I, I have to fix this about myself. And so I created a systematic way that somebody can gradually build their boldness muscle because you need it. In business, you need it. You need it to ask for money. You need it to close customers. You need it to give feedback to your team. You, you, you need it to just be willing to start a business and show up every day. Uh, you know, it, it really is a superpower and it's the difference between success and failure in life and love and loneliness and regret and fulfillment in my mind. And so it, it's something I'm very passionate about helping people to learn. And, and it, and, and it, and it's had tremendous response from people. It's, it's really sparked something in a lot of people. So it's very, very satisfying. And it's very timely too, because one, excuse me, because of the pandemic and because of everything that we're seeing, great resignation and people going out and launching their own businesses and things like that, that have never done that before, you know, back, you know, when you launched 1-800-DENTIST, you know, years ago, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens. But you had the boldness to do that. You had the boldness to say, we're going to create something that doesn't exist. And we see time and time again in history where businesses that are launched during really challenging times, whether it's the Great Recession back in 07, 08, 09, to the pandemic and you know subsequent what we're dealing with right now, these are the businesses that new entrepreneurs are figuring out what they have that's going to make life better for somebody. And I highly recommend that they pick up your book because if you get this right and you and I love what you said a moment ago about using your boldness at the right time, because there's no shortage of people that we see on television and media and all of that that are constantly on bold mode and they're pushing and they're in your face kind of thing. And there's times where that works and there's times where you got to hold back, especially when you're trying to land a client or close the deal. You know, you, you got to be able to read the room type of situation, but being able to be bold to understand what that looks like and using the right techniques to be able to close those sales is the game changer. 
And it'll, I think it's going to make people a lot more successful if they follow the guidelines and the system you lay out in your book. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, boldness, true boldness is not showing off. Uh, there's a certain level of humility to it because as you become bolder, you realize how much more you can achieve and it humbles you. Uh, and, and so you say, wow, I, I need to get better. I'm still getting bolder myself all the time, but I've created this feedback loop of like when I, and, and here's the, the, the mystery that a lot of people don't realize is they think, well, I'd be, if I were more confident, I'd be bolder. And it's actually the other way around. Bold action is how you build your confidence. People act who are bold often act boldly without the confidence that they're going to be great at it. They say, I'm going in. I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, and if I fail, I'm going to mine it for information about why I failed. I'm not going to beat myself up. They actually start to embrace failure as a, as the stairway up and they, and it, which, which is how it works, by the way. But you build your, your confidence by taking bold action. It's, it's a fascinating, and I, I didn't know the formula. I kept trying to find, well, I need to build my confidence. No, I actually need to build my boldness. And, and then, you, then you can go out there and, and uh, be a world beater. And I think most people have a, the equation, you know, the opposite of what you just said, where it's like, let me work on my confidence. And they struggle with it and they, they really fight it. And then eventually they're like, yeah, they, they get subpar results and they're like, oh, I'm not getting there. And I love the fact it's like, no, you, it's like going out there without a net, but you know what? That's when the big things happen. That's when you make big impact when you go out there, even though you don't feel you're ready. And I know that there's people, the most successful humans that have ever walked this earth. I know for a fact that when they did whatever their vocation was, they were in all likelihood a little bit nervous, a little apprehensive. Their brain was telling them, you're not ready. This isn't good enough. But they pushed through that anyway. And because of that, we as society continue to benefit from boldness. You know, for you not being bold, you're actually robbing society of your greatness. And that goes for everybody that's listening to this right now. Everybody has boldness in them. And if you do it and you learn these lessons in the system, it's going to impact every aspect of your life. You know, not just work, but your relationships you're just going to enjoy life more and you're going to be able to navigate through challenging times that are always there. I mean, the media loves to tell us, so this is a really difficult time. You know, life is always challenging. That, that's the whole idea of it. It's supposed to challenge you. But if you're bold and you go through it and you've got the skills, you're just going to get better. And, and I love how you mentioned a moment ago too, where you are still pursuing it. You haven't say, okay, I've landed. I'm boldness now. I'm good. No, you you keep pushing it. And even with this new role that you've taken on, you know, I don't think you had to do that, but the opportunity came up. So why don't you talk about this new 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 platform and new organization you're with? Well, I just want to highlight what you you said and sum it up perfectly. Is the idea is to be able to bring your full you to the world. That's what being bold allows you to do. You're depriving the world of you um, and, and your greatness. Everybody has greatness and uniqueness in them. Uh, and, and it takes boldness to bring it out. Even if, you know, learning to speak publicly, uh, it, 
they they all not I'm, I'm not confident enough to be on stage. Guess what? You need to get on stage and suck, right? And then you will you will figure it out because you will not enjoy sucking. Uh, and but you will say, you know what? I didn't die, and that's the other important thing. But but now what I, what I've because because business just fascinates me, and I love being an entrepreneur. And these people approach me, and they have this very uh, sophisticated software that streamlines the whole process of getting video testimonials from your customers and then maximizing their use uh, in in social media and your website and in every possible way that you can capitalize on it. Because your your most powerful marketing tool is the customers who love you. But how do you amplify that? And a video testimonial is the most persuasive and versatile marketing tool that's ever been created because it's so believable. It's so authentic. It's not edited or produced. So uh, I'm working with some people who created this software and I licensed it with some friends of mine to uh, for the healthcare industry. And of course, and which is where I'm well known, and we're helping uh, dentists and doctors to uh, use those patients who love them to to build a practice of more patients like their patients, and uh, it's it's really exciting. We, we only launched two weeks ago, but I'm really enjoying s- selling it. Because people get it. They say, oh, yeah, I do need that. I know I need that. I, you know, it's like I've had products that were so complicated, you spent an hour explaining it and all you did was make them glaze over. Uh, <laughs> this is like, yeah, okay. If this really does this, this is going to be amazing. And it does. So, uh, and, and one other thing that you mentioned is like, oh, you know, it's going to be difficult. You want your business to be difficult. That's how you create the blue ocean, right? Is is it's so hard to create your business that somebody else coming in is going to get their ass kicked most likely because you made it look easy, but it's not. You know, I love the blue ocean analogy. And for the public speaking thing, I've, I've shared this before. Uh, I don't know if I've shared it on my show, though. I've shared it in interviews that I've done on other shows. But you know, I, as a public speaker, you know, growing up, I absolutely hated it. Would, you know, just get stomach pains and nervous and all that good stuff. But chicken pox actually cured me of my fear of public speaking. And people go, chicken pox? How? What? (laughs) So I was 21 years old in college. I had to give a presentation in a business writing class. And and it was a huge part of my grade. And I was dreading. I started the course in um, January and went through April and, you know, the first day of class, they said, yep, you have a presentation in, I think it was mid-March and or towards the end of March anyway. And from that point forward, I'm like, oh, oh no. And I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, if I ace all of this homework and do all this, what would be my grade if I failed the speaking thing? And I would fail the class. I'm like, oh, this is rigged. You know, this is rigged. So I'm like really dreading it. And then come along, you know, it's about during March Madness. Uh, my brother came down with chicken pox. He was 16 at the time and I was 21. And, you know, we had pretty much everything under the sun when we were kids, uh, but we never caught chicken pox. Well, I had them everywhere but my feet and I looked 
horrible, swollen, like the worst acne breakout in the history of humanity and just everywhere. So I went on quarantine. I was working for a CPA firm at that time. So it was tax season. So my accounting bosses were none too pleased that I was going to be gone a week for quarantine and all of that. So I, I get through the quarantine period, also won the NCAA basketball pool that year because I watched like hundreds of hours of basketball while I was laying on the couch, slapping calamine lotion all over me and, and Benadryl to sleep. But at the end of the day, you know, I get back and I'm cleared to go back to school. So, and I was supposed to present the week that I was on quarantine. So I called the professor. I'm like, I got chicken box. Can't let everybody know one. And then secondly, I'm not going to be able to do it. They said, okay, well, we'll schedule it when you get back next week. It's like, great. So I go back into class and still looking horrible. And everybody in the classroom is looking at me like, what in the world just happened? Uh, even though they knew what had happened because they were told. Uh, the professor comes in looks at me and says, Mike, can you come here for a second? I said, yes. We went out in the hallway and he says, look, I normally don't do this, but if you want to skip out and not give the presentation, I'll give you a C for it. You're passing, so you'll be able to pass the class. So everything that I've been dreaming and hoping for since January. And and he said, you, you know, I'll give you a passing grade. You don't have to do it. I said, no, you know what? I've been practicing this speech for a month and a half now. Can I please give it? And he's like, okay. So I went up and gave it. It was a seven minute speech. I have no idea what, I don't even remember what it was about. But at the end of it, the classroom gave me a standing ovation. And I'm like, why in the world did you guys give me a standing ovation? They said, if you can go up in public looking like that and give a speech, you deserve a standing O. And from that point forward, I never had fear of public speaking again. So that's just a side wow. tip. And it, it's one of those things where I was bold. You know, I but that's like, it. You made the bold move and said, no, I'm going to do it. And it, it's so many of these things are when you feel like you're going to hesitate or you're, there's a way out. You say you go anyway, you, you step up rather than step off. And that's what bold people do. And, and what it's this great undiscovered thing. My gosh, that is such a, an amazing example of it because that's what's happened. Uh, that's what happened to you is you, you had that experience where something totally, you were just trying to get through it. And you, and you, and it, you, the, the net result was a standing ovation. I mean, and that's what happens when you make a bold move is the unexpected the, it comes your way. The universe rewards you for stepping up. That's, I've found it over and over and over again. And it's not even what you could plan or anticipate or try to get to. It's something that just happens because you, you said, I, I'm entering the arena. I hope I, I hope I have a sword. No. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things that even now thinking, you know, my career, public speaking and keynote speaking is you know, a key component of my business. And I, I kind of wish I could go back in time and, and sit down next to Mike when he was in fifth grade, having to give a presentation in class and say, you know, your career is going to be a keynote public speaking and you'll be speaking in front of thousands of people. And I would probably collapse at that point going, no, I'm not going to do that, but I'm, I'm glad that I did. So in closing uh, in your book, uh, do you have a favorite section or chapter or lesson that you share in the book? Well, the, the, the a good section of the book are uh, boldness exercises so that you can build your boldness muscle. One of the, one of the principles of the book is dosage. 
right? As it is controlling the intensity of the experience. So you get stronger and stronger, just like if you were lifting weights, you, you got to start with enough weight to tear some muscle tissue, but you can't start with too much or you're going to injure yourself. So building your boldness muscle by doing these exercises. And I, people say, well, well, how do I start? If I'm too cheap to buy your book, what do I do? And I say, just start talking to strangers every day. Talk to a stranger and, and have no agenda whatsoever except to make that person feel good about themselves. Go out and do that. And that will be the beginning that will whet your appetite for becoming bolder because you will see the, the reaction of people when you just pay them like a, what I call a drive-by compliment. And with expecting nothing in return, you get something in return. You made somebody feel good about themselves. It's a heck of a way to, to move through your day. And then gradually say, I, I was really uncomfortable doing that. And I just said, wow, those are, those are great looking glasses that you have on. I wonder where you got them. Oh, oh, you know what? I found them here. They tell you the whole story. And, and then you say, that's so cool. And then you're gone. And they say, wow, he, he, he wasn't trying to find out if I was selling my house. He wasn't trying to sell me Amway. He, wasn't, he was just talking to me. And he had a compliment. And you start to build that ability to talk to anyone. Two things. Be able to talk to meet anyone you want and have a normal conversation and create a connection incredible life skill and to be able to stand up in front of people and communicate effectively those two things are world beater life skills and those are things that if everybody masters those their life is going to be so much better so fred i love this conversation where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do uh fredjoyal.com j-o-y-a-l uh and uh, you can, and my book is on Amazon, Super Bold, B-O-L-D. It's important. I didn't write a book about football. And, uh, and uh, it's on Amazon in hardcover, Kindle, and Audible. And it's me reading the book. So uh, check it out. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Fred, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you. And I love this conversation. Thank you, Michael. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.